Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. This one is called The Plants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing, Yes, where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. Oh, my goodness. I'm Daryl. And I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from middle school studios in downtown Culver City, the heart of Screenland. Yes, 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 yes. You know what, Ed? What? It's time to get off the leash. That's correct. Today's show is called Off the Leash with Catherine Powell. Excuse me. Our limited ideas about ourselves keep us tied up. When we set out to accomplish something, old thoughts insist that we cannot be successful and things become much harder than they need to be. The good news is that infinite wisdom takes action when we pray affirmatively and our own limitations do not matter. On this episode, Daryl and Ed encourage listeners to remember that our desires are not difficult to achieve. It's only our habits of thought that can get in the way. And during the second segment, encouraging Catherine Powell sets us free to be all we can be with today's daily word, let go and let God. This seat slowly starts to go down oh my during the show. You I, got fancy with that thing today, man. So uh, you, you got you came off the leash. Want to tell everyone what inspired this show? Yeah, a few weeks ago I was... Uh, Drawing a cartoon, which we have here. If you're on Facebook Live or if you go to Daryl and Ed Funniest Thing fan page on Facebook, you can see the illustration. Yeah. It will also be the illustration for the so, uh, episode. So here, we'll show our guest as well. So actually, it's a picture It's a picture of a dog. and it's the like do- Mr. French. Yeah, it's a, our old studio manager inspired it, Mr. French. And it says, oh, no, I'm off my leash. Right. And on the bottom, it reads... The crucial moment when I must decide to press on with faith or play it safe and get back in my box. Yes. So we got some readings. We all know what that feels like. Because if you're going to live in this new thought, metaphysical, practical spirituality, practical Christianity method of living, it's all about listening to inspiration, intuitions, hunches. And oftentimes we're stepping out boldly from old beliefs, old ideas about ourselves, what people have told us is possible, things that people may have been terrified of in our past. 
of what would happen if we stepped out that boldly. So that's that moment we all have when like, oh, my goodness, I'm really off the leash now. Do I play it safe and get back in my box or do I press on with faith? Yeah, so we have a reading here to kick it off from A New Day, 365 Meditations for Personal and Spiritual Growth. If you go to DarylNed.com, there's a reading list, everything we read you can find there. And uh, this author, this writer said, Whenever we set out to accomplish something, a voice within insisted that we could not. Because of the way we worked against ourselves, facing life's challenges was so much harder than it needed to be. Nowadays, we remind ourselves often, that when we dep- uh, deprecate our capabilities or talents, we're perceiving ourselves dishonestly. I see here the way to overcome our distorted views we have found is to give ourselves credit for the things we've done well. Each day we acknowledge our accomplishments no matter how small they may seem. Instead of automatically projecting failure, we prepare ourselves for success. We do this by setting realistic goals and by following through with the actions necessary to realize them. We build on things we do best. When we are offered encouragement, we try to believe it, accept it, and use it. We are learning to trust our friends and ourselves. Ah. Which really means trusting God. Yes. Because God speaks through us, speaks through our friends, speaks through things that we see, read on the way, someone encouraging words, something we overhear. Well, yeah, and all those negative doubts and uh, fears right. seem to crop up right when we like, we really get inspired about doing something that really um, delights us. Then that's when we got to be careful and go, well, I don't know. That seems a little far. How am I going to bring it about? I don't know. That seems like so far-fetched. Right, but right. The, but just this morning, and, and another thing about highlighting <laughs> – your accomplishments, that's why we, I have my journal. Yes. You know, I call it my journal because that's how we say it in New Jersey. It's really a journal. Right. But uh, journal. So uh, because I'll put little um, things on my what's my best attempt at what God's will is for me today, my to-do list. And like we mentioned before, we do it that way. So when things don't work out or don't get accomplished on my throughout my day, I'm not going, oh, no, I got to do this. I it means I'm allowing I'm allowing myself to be flexible and open to divine appointments. Right, right. But that being said, there's always little things on there like put the cans out, you know, for the trash. Even these little things because something about recognizing even these little things we do really reinforces our belief in ourselves. So when the, when we do have the inspired thought to do something that seems extravagant or beyond our ability, we're less likely to immediately dismiss it right from the start. And just this morning, I was thinking about this. I wrote it down for myself. Because you ever hear people say, you know, living in the problem versus living in the answer? Yes. We well, say that all the time here. Yeah, well, it, I, I got clear with it, and I jotted down that this is the difference. And it really goes along with Jesus asking and expecting. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. We ask for what we really like. Oh, wow. I'd really like to do this. It feels like something I would really love to be doing or have or be. And the key is not to now go, oh, but how am I going to do it? Right. You know, just like Jesus says, you know, anything's possible for him who believes. And believing means seeing the answer. So I wrote, to, you know, 
asking, feeling it, yeah, knowing asking, it is already so. Yeah, asking and living. expecting, yes. asking and expecting, and being grateful for the things I hope to receive right. in advance. Right. That's. I mean, that's the real thing to think about. Right. We're recording on Christmas. That's the right. whole beginning right. leading up to this, uh, the birth of God. You know, today a, a new God is born, one of love, forgiveness, and encouragement. Right. A new idea of God. So I wrote, constantly mulling over, how am I going to bring it about, is living in the problem. Asking myself, how would it feel if it was already so, is living in the answer. And that's the key to all of this. This is the good news that seeing yourself doing, being, or having whatever it is and enjoying that. And I was thinking that today about today's Christmas. So I put stuff in my God box this morning and I thought to myself, I got the best gifts this Christmas. And now these are things that haven't happened yet. But there are things that I put in my God box with this renewed attitude, this renewed faith. Right. And I wrote, well, these are my Christmas gifts. Yes. To accept them now yes. as these are coming this year. Can you believe it, Ed? That's awesome. You know what this makes? I realized the story of Jesus asking Peter to walk from the boat is really the story of being off the leash because Jesus is floating, uh, standing <laughs> in the water, and he tells Peter, come on, get out of the boat. And come on over here. <laughs> and he gets the inspiration and the intuition and he does it. And he's walking and then all of a sudden he goes, oh, my goodness, I'm off the leash. And he looks down and he sinks because he has this doubt. Yes. You know, and then he has to look back up and then Jesus gives him a hand and helps pull him back up. But I I, I, I love that story because that's how it is. We step out of the boat that we yes. are in, this old vessel of thought. And onto, what I just realized now is that water, uh, Ken Gray once told us that water represents spirit, you know, and so Jesus is walking on spirit, and he's asking, and in order to do that, you have to be light and expect yes, yes, and trust and full, you know, doubt, these things, these heavier vibrations of doubt, fear, and worry sink us. We're no longer floating on the on the sea of spirit, but when we're just light and expectant, it's amazing. We float. We I, float. I can't believe you're saying this because it really is the childlike attitude. Yes. And we weren't even sure we were going to read some of these, but this one, I just read this this morning from a book called Whatever You Think, Think the Opposite. Yes. And um, it's from uh, a great uh, advertising man named Paul Arden from um, uh, Britain. And uh, listen to this because this says this sums up the right attitude that you're describing yes. in a very. Uh, even though the title of this is The Age of Unreason, he shares it in a reasonable way that most folks, even if they're not um, open to new thought or if they're not, if they you know, don't buy into religion, he sneaks in that same story here. Well, that's the, um, I think he's using that phrase similar to the way Eric Butterworth has a writing yes. called The Uncommon Sense yes, View yes, of Life. Yes, right? he yes, is, he yes. is. So here it goes. Old golfers don't win. It's not an absolute. It's a general rule. Why? The older golfer can hit the ball as far as the young one. He chips and putts equally well and will probably have a better knowledge of the course. So why does he take the extra stroke that denies him victory? Experience. He knows the downside. What happens if it goes wrong, which makes him more cautious? Just like Peter. Yes. The young player is either ignorant or reckless to caution. 
This is his edge. It is the same with all of us. Knowledge makes us play safe. Or like Eric Butterworth says, common sense. The secret is to stay childish. You know, this is uh, this show is so perfect for me because I've been dealing with. I found a, uh, uncovered like another part of my my mind, a nook and cranny back there that I didn't realize I was clinging on to. That really, in the past, has catastrophized everything. And that's kind of what happens when we go off the leash, and all of a sudden, these fears and doubts and worries start telling us, "Oh my God, don't do that! Don't don't go there!" And so the only way I'm learning to like. This is the thing. When I, when I personally have identified with this fear for so long, it really does feel like I'm off my leash. I, like, I can't uh, just pretend. I can't fake like I'm feeling joyous right. and free. The thing that helps me is to relax uh. and get into, like you said, it's so – I think when I'm in fear, the, the, the desire is for like a hard and fast solution that I can cling to. But really, this the the solution comes from letting go of the fear, doubt, and worry, and relaxing back into the divine mind. But wait, Ed did something this week that um, enabled us both to do something out of the box that just seemed like something fun for us to do. And that's mm. the thing: don't deny yourself. Don't get so wrapped up. No, yes. no, no. I have no time for that. Right. Because right. I really want to pursue this thing yes. that I desire. Right. So I've been doing these crazy new paintings. Oh, yes. And um, I'm really enjoying them. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in seeing them, they're on my Instagram, which is Fuzaro, F-O-O-Z-A-R-O. Fuzaro. But the main thing is I'm just having fun. I, I really, it's the first time, and this is another thing Ed said this week, you know, because a lot of us go, I don't want to consider myself a genius. Right, right. But I'm really starting to enjoy my genius because Ed made it clear that that's really just, it's the word for genuine, my genuine self. Yeah, genius and genuine are connected words. Yeah, and I'm enjoying it because I'm loving one of, I'm loving these paintings so much that I don't care if people aren't like going, ooh, those are great. Because I'm loving them. Yes. You know what's funny about genius? Uh, and then you can continue is, the world that has made genius into this thing that only few people are genius, they brag about them. Yeah. It's the same world that kicked the crap out of those very people <laughs> yeah. when they were doing it and told, you know, Einstein, you're not smart. You know, they told, yes. like, they kicked the crap out of the very people. Then later they go, oh, they're geniuses. Ha ha, aren't we great? We call them geniuses. But the whole thing, just genius, just means Wait. when we're being genuine and following, and like you said, following our childlike inspiration. Wait, that's similar to the Catholic Church. They, they make saints out of everyone they burned at the stake. Exactly. Oh, my God. I just read something about that's another thing, getting out of this martyr mentality. There's nothing good. We don't, that's, that's such a twisted thought that God would want us to suffer. <laughs> Like, in order to just be our genuine self, that God gets some sort of glory out of us suffering, that is twisted, man. It's so twisted. But the good news is we yeah, have proof. to interrupt that story. Well, yeah, but it's good that you said it because we have proof over and over that the yes. opposite is true, that yes. when we're joyful. So Ed, uh, Ed was off at this time. I was off, you oh, know, right, during the day. Right, so right. Ed goes, oh, let's go to a new place. You know, let's go get coffee. And um, they've redone some of the streets in Culver, in my in our town here, Culver City. Mm-hmm. And you probably heard it on a previous episode. So instead of getting all bent out of shape about the traffic now, right? 
And in the other episode, we just let them have it. Yes. So it's actually shorter in time, but longer in distance. I know this sounds crazy. Right, right. For us to go to Beverly Hills. Right. So God is actually forcing us <laughs> into yes. like an even better place. Right. So, it's so true. So Ed goes, how about we go to this coffee bean? I've never been to it. Ed's never been to it. He just saw it on a map. Yeah, it was halfway between us. Yeah, it was halfway between the places that either one of us was at. So I said, yeah, let's do it. Right. So we show up. We find the place. We enjoy a coffee. We have our coffee. And it was so nice. Right? Oh, like, the street. We had two-hour Beautiful parking. patio. And just something to do, something nice, something different. Yeah, it's to- it was to- And it was right there under our nose the whole time. So uh, afterwards, we decided, let's go for a walk, you know, because it's nice to walk through nice neighborhoods. I mean, treat yourself to yeah, these things. Go, go. Old window. architecture in the oh, houses. Yeah. So, like, we were, we were just walking and inspired. And it was so funny because before the miracle, uh, the, one, the next miracle happened, I had to chase out of my head. Well, at first I was like, this is awesome. I would love to live here. And then this voice was like, yeah. And it like did all these calculations that came up. You could never do it. But I said, then I, <laughs> I, thankfully I've been working on my head and I just cleared it out. I said, I'm already here. In God's eyes, we're already in this neighborhood. Yeah, we're, yeah we were there. Yeah, God's not going, <laughs> oh, but they don't own that. Like, no. And then right after that is when you got that inspired idea. Well, which idea? That, that we saw where we were? Yeah. Oh, wait, this was it. So Ed looks at the sign and goes, holy cow. No, first Ed goes, wait a minute, the place where we get pizza often is right here. Yeah, we suddenly realized we had no idea how where close we were. we were to other places we had been. And so the whole thing started to get magical. Yeah, it really got magical. And then all of a sudden it goes, look, this is Rodeo Drive. And I go, Rodeo Drive, oh, my God. Molly Barnes lives in the residential portion of Rodeo Drive. Right. So I'm like, Molly Barnes. Now, Molly Barnes is this um, curator who goes all the way back to the 60s. She gave me my first show in New York years ago. I she mean, she knows every amazing artist yes. in the last how many years, would you say? Uh, since the 60s. So, yeah. Like, yeah. She's, and her. <laughs> Her grandfather was the um, governor governor of California and the mayor of San Francisco. Yeah, she's so, amazing. So you know she's 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 getting up there, but she's still like this savvy, cool lady. Yes. So I go. I think her house is over here. So we're waddling around, and all of a sudden I go. I think this is her house because then I had the address on my yeah, phone. Yeah, because we did a little hunt to find it, and then yeah. then we almost didn't go in. I was like, no way. We gotta like at least text her. So and I go. Are you sure she's not napping? Like I'm. I'm already. My mind is like putting up these roadblocks. Right, I don't want to bother her. I know. I know that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it feels really good now, the the little. The one I'm putting my leash back on. Right, <laughs> right, totally. I don't know if I can get off the leash. So then I just then Ed goes, well, we'll just call her. So I call her. She answers the phone and she says this right off that. She goes, oh, are you here? Are you coming in? And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So, so we go inside. When you walk into Molly Barnes' home, it is like a winter wonderland of the 20th century art. She Truly has a, incredible. She has not one, but two original Warhols. She had every yeah. artist from the last century. Like and then the, her whole living room, because she's doing yeah. an a, a art show with uh, famous actors and actresses who do art contemporary. Yes. So she's like, oh, I'm doing a show. And she was listing all these famous yeah, this, actors. Uh, th- yeah, this one's, these two are from Herb Albert. That one's Martin Mull. I'm like, oh, wow. These yeah. Are- <laughs> it's just incredible. So um, 
we're walking around. I'm having such a good time. She's telling us she's just she's great to be around. Her her just being in her house, seeing all this stuff, gets you so excited yeah. about being creative, no and matter she, what your creativity is. She just write. Uh, she writes you right into all. Oh, you know so and so, don't you? You know so and so, and then. Um, yeah, because every she remembers every artist when they did it, where they did it, how yeah. she got it. It's amazing. And she goes, Daryl, you remember this guy and half of my. I know we were at a, like a party together that she put together. And I'm like, I don't know, I haven't seen him in years. But the bottom line is, I don't know how it came up. If she was asking me what I was doing or whatever, but I I decided to show her on my phone. So I showed her. Now, these things I felt so good. And listen, Molly Barnes, when you show her stuff. She tells it to you straight. Yeah, you have to be ready for a slap in the face, which is great. Right, Because then you know if she says it's good, it's really good. Right. Because then that means it can end up somewhere. Yeah, because she doesn't second guess herself. She knows and trusts her gut. It's amazing. So I, I risk everything, folks, and I show her first. I've been doing uh, quick sketches of shelter dogs at Lori's work, They're amazing. which I'm loving, just with black charcoal. Yeah, go to Fuzaro, at Fuzaro, F-O-O-Z-A-R-O on Instagram. You can see it. So uh, she goes, oh, my God. She goes, did you do this? She go, I go, yeah. She goes, I love it. Then I wanted to show her the stuff, these crazy paintings I'm doing over thrift store paintings, the ones that I also really love. Yeah. So that's more of a risk. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> because I yeah. thought she might think, you know, it's a gimmick or whatever. Right, right. So I show her the one, one I had on my phone, and she goes, you did this? I said, yeah. She goes, perfect. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. But here's the thing, folks. I left there high as a kite. We yes. were both high. And I had to keep taking my leash off because the past few days, Ed, I didn't tell you this, but I'm thinking... Oh, well, that was nice that she said it, but that's an impossible idea. Right. But I had to remember. I totally understand that. Yeah. But I had to remember how you, because now, do I have to like schmooze her? No, right. I had to let all that off, take that, keep that leash off. Yeah. And I remembered how we ended up doing the show. Dugan said on a Saturday, on a Friday, you, right. sh- you should do radio. And I was thinking, well, that's nice. You know, because he's positive and he meet. I know he's right. telling the truth, but I'm like, right. how can we ever do that? Right. And he goes, well, talk about the stuff you and I always talk about. And the very next week, through a series of miraculous events, by yes. not putting the leash on, right. we ended up getting accepted to Unity Online Radio. That's right. You know, my, my job of not going on the leash that day was Molly looks at me and goes, what do you do? You paint too? <laughs> and in the past, I would have like, I could hear that voice in the back of my head going, I should make pretend I know who these people are, what she's saying. But I just said, nah. I sing and play a little music, but I'm basically an educator. And it was so sweet because then she goes, can you guys fix my TV? <laughs> I feel like then we were family at that point because I didn't lie. Like she didn't, she didn't care. It was amazing. It felt so much better. Listen to this from uh, Florence Scovel Shin in The Game of Life. She says, a big demonstration is usually preceded by tormenting thoughts. Having made a statement of high spiritual truth, uh, one challenges the old beliefs in the subconscious, and error is exposed to be put out. This is the time when one must make his affirmations of truth repeatedly and rejoice and give thanks that he already received. Before ye call, I shall answer. This means that every good and perfect gift is already man's awaiting his recognition. Man can only receive what he sees himself receiving. And then this little bit here, which goes right with what you just said, says, Often fear stands between man and his perfect self-expression. 
Stage fright has hampered many a genius. I can't believe it says genius in there. Isn't that many crazy? A genius. This may be overcome by the spoken word or treatment. The individual, the individual then loses all self-consciousness and feels simply that he is a channel for infinite intelligence to express through. He is under the direct inspiration, fearless and confident, for he feels that it is the Father within him who does the work. You know what a great denial is for these thoughts that, put, that we start to put our leash back on? Yeah. And it's even happening now in the mass consciousness with everything right, that's right, happening. Right. Is don't believe the hype. It's a sequel. Because it's just yes. the same old... No, it's so true. And, and I know you're going to read that and then we'll go to break. I just want to say, I'm just realizing like... So one of the big things that threw me asunder was that I got a letter from like this credit collection oh, yeah. agency saying I owed four thousand four hundred dollars to AT and T Mobility, which I've never even had a uh, you know a um, what's account, it account with, account with. Yeah. And, and it was already on my credit report. And I'm getting ready to lease cars, and but what I realized is I already called the the credit reporting company so the dispute it whatever they'll look into it in 30 days you know it'll be fine but that morning i had claimed my good big time i was like isn't that ironic yeah i had said all right god everything i was reading was like just be outlandish in your claim so i did it <laughs> that very morning and really what this is doing it really is what doing what florence goldwashin said in order for me to be as prosperous as i desire to be this is like clearing out so many old limiting beliefs. So this this show is very helpful. All right. And to wrap up this segment of the show, we're going to end with something from A Year of Miracles by Marion Williamson. This is another morning reader that's, reader that's on our list. Yes. And this is from, if you have it, it's from December 22nd or day 356. Today I choose to spread my wings. Many of my problems, now this is the key right here, folks. Yes. Many of my problems arose because I chose to play small, yes. thinking that I would find safety. But I was born with wings, and I'm meant to spread them. Anything less will hurt me, will deny love to myself and others, and will mean that I end my life never having flown the height of spiritual glory. Should we do these breaths real quick? Oh, yeah, we forgot our breath. Let's take a breath to clear our mind. Ah, nothing's out of reach. I'm off my leash. Ah, nothing's out of reach. I'm off my leash. Ah, nothing's, nothing's out, out of reach. reach. I'm, I'm off, off my, my leash. Coming up next, encouraging Catherine Powell sets us free to be all we can be with today's daily word, let go, let God. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing on Unity Online Radio. You're listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. If you have a question or comment about today's show, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, friend us on Facebook at Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, or email us at funniestthing at unityonlineradio.org. 
Now, back to Funniest Thing. We're off the leash with our guest, Catherine Powell. Thanks for sticking with this up all the way into the second segment of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Yes. This is a great reading from Emmett Fox, Around a Year with Emmett Fox. We read it every morning as part of our morning routine. We recommend you do, too. Don't worry if you have a voice in your head, by the way, that's telling you that all this stuff can't happen. There's times... Like in my life right now, it's like we've had an advisor in our head for so long that we're so used to listening to it that we call it reality. We're learning that there's a new reality, and it involves not limiting God. No matter how sure that voice inside you might be, there that is not the final answer. If it feels bad, if it's telling you that there's limitation, that's not the final answer. Even if you read these books and somehow you keep – like, you know what I mean? When I'm down, I'll, I'll read these books and I'll interpret it as if it's telling me I'm screwed. But that's because that same voice is interpreting what I'm reading. So anyway, on December 21st, Emmett Fox says, stop limiting God. The principal reason why prayers are not answered is because in our hearts we limit the power of God. The Bible constantly tells us that the people got into trouble because they limited the Holy One. When you say there's no way out of my difficulty – what can it possibly mean except that you cannot see a way out? When you say it is, it is too late now, what can that possibly mean except that it is too late for you? When you pray, you are turning to the power of God, and surely you will admit that God is omnipotent, and therefore nothing can be too difficult or too late or too soon for him. You will surely admit that infinite wisdom knows at least more than you do, to put the, put the thing rather mildly. Well, infinite wisdom takes action when we pray, and so our own limitations do not matter unless we think they do. Children often find themselves completely overcome by a difficulty that a grown-up person easily solves. What to the child seems an impossibility is quite easy to his father, and so even our greatest difficulties are simple to God. Infinite wisdom knows a beautiful and joyous solution to any dilemma. Do not limit the power of God for good in your life. Isaiah 52 says, It is my hand shortened at all that it cannot redeem, or have I no power to deliver? Come on! Yeah, because uh, like it said uh, in one of our other readings, I forget which one, I think it was the new day or something that to to think that we can't is really insulting to God. Oh, my gosh. Yes. It's actually denying the power that we have for the desire that's already in us that would make us most happy and benefit most people. You know how many uh, holiday gatherings Jesus has turned the table over? (laughs) Because of people saying stuff like that. <laughs> well, in another a quick example from Whatever You Think, Think the Opposite by Paul Arden. This little example is titled Beat This. You ready, Ed? I'm ready. Let's hear it. A young man worked as a runner in an advertising firm. One day he said to his manager, I'm leaving. I'm going to be a drummer. The manager said, I didn't know you played the drums. He replied, I don't. But I'm going to. (laughs) Just a few years later, that young man played in a band with Eric Clapton and Jack Bruce, and it was called Cream. And the young man's name was Ginger Baker. He became what he wanted to become before he knew he could do it. That's right. You know, my son is like that because... I haven't raised him with a head full of dread. It's like when he wanted to try volleyball for the first time, he got on the volleyball team through the tryout just because they could see he got better through the tryout. When he wanted to try track, the coach let him in because he could see how hard he, you know, like how much of his heart he was putting into it. Now he wants to learn to surf with me. And it's just like 
everything like because he doesn't have that head full of dread it's amazing to see what can happen so this, yes. is, this is great he's off the leash and uh, we're off the leash and we want to thank our listeners for getting off the leash with us so thank you for listening thank you for sending us uh things through the parcel post at funniest thing p.o box 1312 culver city california 90232 that's actually how we met Catherine powell god bless her soul we're so happy she's here today she'll be with us in a moment if you want to send us anything, uh, email, go to our website, DarylAndEd.com. There's a contact form. You can send us an email there. Or you can go to the Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed fan page on Facebook where we do. you can watch the show on Facebook Live being filmed, the first half of it, or Meditate with Ed or whatever. See the things that we post there. Or you can send us a message there is what I was trying to get at. Also, thank we want to thank someone who's handsome as the day is long. He, um, he's the, really the heart and soul of this network. He built the network, the the actual studio. Yep. His name is Jeff Comfort. He's the chief engineer at Unity Online Radio. And each week, he takes us right into the comfort zone. Shout out to the prayer line, also known as Silent Unity, 1-800 or just 800-NOW-PRAY, 800-669-7729. They also have an app, the letter U, the word pray. If you're off the leash and you really want to get off the leash because you're having trouble letting go, call Silent Unity or send them a prayer. Because it really is in that silence that we find our uh, unity with who we really are, with what God really has in store for us. And I guarantee it's so much better than any head full of dread would ever have us believe. So keep diving in. Silent Unity is a great way to do that. Um, so now we come to the Daily Word. It's a daily reader comes out every two months. Daryl's been reading it for thirty-five, more than 35 years, I believe, right? April 1986. 35 years. So Daryl's been reading it for more than 35 years. I've been reading it for 15 years. Uh, we've had several editors on our show in the past. Yeah. We oh! love it. We read it every week. Great news, Ed. Yeah. I forgot. If you want to subscribe to The Daily Word. Oh, yeah. It's a great excuse to do so. Because next uh, month, they finally sent me the contract. Wow. So the next issue is going to have a uh, uh, one of the stories that I wrote for the Daily Word. Nice. God's ambassador of love is the story, folks. Man, we're on thin ice because remember Ellen Demaport told us to be careful about promoting things on the show. But uh, Beep. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's the uh, Daily Word. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. We love you, Ellen. Um, <laughs> We want to welcome a guest today who we met through our P.O. Box, I believe, who's been a longtime listener, who's been generous with her praise and um, just always letting us know how she's applying these things. She's our she's, number one supporter. I know. We love her. And uh, where is she from? South Carolina? Of course. All right. Her name is Catherine Powell, and we are so happy you're here today. How are you today, Catherine? Oh, hi, guys. Wonderful. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you all for having me. And Merry Christmas, by the way. Today is Christmas. So um, let's see here. So uh, you've been listening to the show. And is there anything that's kind of stuck out in your mind while you've been listening that you would want to share before we get into the daily word? Well, yes, I love thinking about being light and expectant and childlike. And um, I've heard y'all say over the years that um, one of my favorite things is that joy is the strength, is the strength of the Lord. Mm. And I just, I don't know, I just think I try to live that way. And just, it, it's more fun 
And I think that um, that's the way that not that you should be trying to create miracles, but that is when the miracles come in when you're just living and enjoying yourself and, and, and being joyful. Yes. Yes. I love that. I love and that. And I love it. Dude, that's awesome. Um, I, I had a question just listening to you talk. I was wondering like, what was it in your life that led you to this way of life? Was it always something that you practiced or? How did you find your way? No, well, it's been it's been a part of my life for a really long time. My mom um, is really big into unity, and um, she turned me on to the Daily Word. And um, I've been doing a daily routine, a morning routine now for probably oh my gosh, maybe solidly every single day, probably ten years, Mm -hmm. and I'm fully addicted to it. Yeah, yeah. and Daryl, I think about you sometimes. I I have a little um a little journal that I write, just like <laughs> mm. a couple lines every morning, and I try to I put it with me, my work stuff, take it to work, and then I try throughout the day if I'm having something go on, I just open it and look at that line again, and it just it just lifts me back up. Yeah, wow. and so I I get my coffee, and you know I just I I, I love I love that. So um, it's been a big part of my life now, and I, I'm very happy about it. Do you know how your mom got into Unity, by the way? Do you have any idea? So she – I grew up Methodist, mm-hmm. and um, she went to the Methodist church, I think, for her whole life too. But then it started to not necessarily um, just sit well with her, and she – I think she just researched ch- churches in her area. And um, I want to say it might be kind of random. I know she was already into Emmett Fox. um, And so maybe she was kind of led to unity. And then she just totally now is completely, you know, a unity um, person. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Please tell your mom that we said hello and thank you. And uh, yeah, since she was part of the reason that we know you the way we know you now. So that's so sweet. It's funny because Emmett Fox was my gateway into unity as well through Mike Dugan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the other guys, when I ended up in the military rehabilitation center, said, wait a minute, you live where? There's a unity church over there. You should check it out. And that's one of he's Now that minister actually miraculously has been a guest on our show several times, David McClure. That's right. Who actually led us to Ellen Devonport, who I just mentioned. That's true. Yes. You know, it's also, I, I never, we even, I just sort of like, I met you through that agape meditation, which I found through the, that movie, The Secret of All Things, because I saw that Michael Beckwith was in that movie. And I ne- I was raised Catholic and I was going through a rough patch where I like, I really needed like a practical application of yeah. it. And so that movie was the closest thing that I could find. And that led me to Michael Beckwith. But Agape was more like this, like TV show. It's so Hollywood there. It's like overwhelming for me because I'm sensitive to that type of thing. But I did attend the noon meditation that they had every day. And Daryl did as well at time because he worked down one side of the hill and I worked down the other. And we met there. And then Daryl gave me Emmett Fox, Alan Cohn, and The Daily Word. I'm just saying this out loud because I, 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 I feel like I've been connected with Unity my whole life, but it's only been the last since I, I met you and through I, The Daily Word. Well, that's why when you were saying 35 years ago, it's been that long because it just feels like now it's like – like, like, like you said, Catherine, it's become 
something that's so much a part of me now and, right. and feels so good. And I'm right. even, you know, not even just the morning routine, but specifically the morning routine. It's something I can't imagine doing without uh, as much as air, food, and sunshine. Right. I mean, it, it's, it's, I look forward to it in the morning, even if I have a splitting headache or if I didn't get enough sleep right. or if I did, couldn't, couldn't sleep, I'll go, well, I'll get up and do my morning routine. And another thing you brought up, I want to talk about is keeping a little something with you. Like, in, like right. I do the same thing with my carrying my joy and all, and I make sure it's small enough. So there's no excuse not to carry it with me. But by just look, because we did a morning routine and got so grounded and plugged in that later on in the day, when, you know, I start to go a little South or I'm getting tired and I'm starting to complain, just looking at something that I read in the morning like you said, or jotted down, my spirit gets like energized again. And, you know, there's another thing that we always like to share with others because you do get in the habit of doing a morning routine. There's times when Ed and I both will go take a nap or without a nap, we could start a new day. It's like yes. starting a new day, yes, just yes. looking at a reading or I'll commit to, I'm going to do my morning routine again, you know? And I, and I, even if I feel like half hearted about it, then after I'm done with that morning routine, after doing it like somewhere else in right, my day, right, right. I am so high and inspired. Yeah. I'm like, holy cow, this really changes everything. And this is someone who's been doing it forever. I know. And this is the best part. I'm never surprised at how well it works, but I love that I'm always in awe of how well it works. Yeah. I mean, I, I do mine every evening now, like, uh, because I got to clear my head of the day. And I know if I now I know, like you, it's like, it's almost like a kid how I felt when I would eat candy. It's like I knew I was going to love that blow pop or whatever, the, uh, you know. Yeah. I just knew. It. I looked forward. I loved candy. And that's how I feel now when I read these books because I know <laughs> it's going to alleviate the headache of stress, the fear, the doubt, and the worry. Even if I don't – even if that voice is so loud and that voice is not believing it, I know that if I get the little kid to sit down and read it, I'm going to love it. So you want to um... – up into daily word now, Catherine? Absolutely. Okay, so this is the daily word from Monday, December 20th, 2021. The daily word is let go, let God. The affirmation is I let go and grow in spiritual understanding and faith. Growing in spiritual understanding is the journey of a lifetime. It means becoming aware of who I am as a divine being and bringing that awareness into my daily life. My understanding deepens as I let go of fears and outworn beliefs. I let go of any past mistakes or poor decisions and try to be grateful for the lessons I have learned. As I let go, I grow. As I release the past and embrace the present, I can more easily discern the presence of God in all things. With faith and trust, I relax into a future that is unfolding as gently as a flower in bloom. Just as I have let go of the past, I also let go of the future. I surrender to God within by being fully present, heeding my guidance through the fullness of my presence and attention. And the Bible verse is Psalm 62, verse 8. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. 
Ah, I like that. I like that. And even if we, even if it feels like our attention is being, my attention is being like drowned or full or drowned by this like fear, down and worry, just taking time during the day to get a fresh a breath, a breath of fresh air by reading these things and and creating a break in that old negative pattern. When you look back, whenever I look back on those times, it's like I always forget completely about what the stress was. I don't yes, because it's all an illusion and evaporates. And what's left is that connection. So the more we can connect, even if it's only for a few moments here and there throughout the day, the more we're listening to the guidance and just having the faith of a mustard seed, right, or the poppy seed, whatever the yeah the the awareness somewhere in our mind that we know there's this divine guidance behind the scenes. That really goes a long way. And I think, too, just being present and living in the moment, not thinking about the past, not thinking about the future. I think that's really living Mm -hmm. and that we can really have God within us. And as y'all often say, you know, a channel for God's love, because if you're thinking about all these millions of things and not just living right here, right now, like a child more, I feel like that is just it's just. I don't know. I think it's living more fully. Oh, I agree. I was thinking 100%. this morning. I was just thinking this morning after I was uh, getting ready and shaving. I was thinking, man, my life is so good. And I was thinking specifically because right. I really don't uh, watch the news or and it, and and I realize because then that little thought goes, yeah, but what if there's something important? I go throughout my entire life. If it's something that I need to know, I end up finding out you know and i was then it made me realize that's really being the children that enter heaven because as a kid i was not interested in the news i wanted nothing to do with news it was boring dull felt bad and i think i was more in tune to what was the truth then than now because the thought is well i should be watching the news and right Right. there that is not a good reason to be watching the news right yeah, well, should does come from the same root word as, as scold. Yes, that's what we learned in a, a past episode. So whenever that's why should feels so bad. And that's when I li- I'm really in the presence because news really rattles the pots and pans of. It's like the two thieves on either side of Jesus because right. it rattles the pots and pans of the past, the things that we did that were wrong that are now gonna you know these are gonna right. we're gonna have to pay for this. Right. And it also rattles pots of hands. Oh, what if this? And this looks like this is going to happen. Oh, my God. Yes. You know, it's going to be bad. Times are going to be really bad. You know, you better stay on your leash. Yeah. And, that, what, and what does Jesus say? He goes, right now. Yes. Right now. Yes. You can be with me in heaven. Wow. That's right. I love that. Yeah, because when, when, we, when we take that step boldly out, we can't always, like— being present sometimes is the very best. I mean, it's always the very best we can do. But sometimes those storms, when we try to think about the future, it gets cloudy. <laughs> yeah. It's digging up all kinds of stuff from the past. You know, Catherine Ponder in this book, Dare to Prosper, says, as you quietly persist toward your goal, prepare yourself for quick, exciting, success-filled results. Have your plans made as to what you will do when success arrives. Because just when it may seem least likely, the tide can turn for you. Then it will be necessary for you to take a deep breath and proceed to accept your abundance of good. As fulfillment comes, you must not let it unbalance you. Be alert and ready to accept it. 
to paraphrase the words of Paul, forget the things that are behind. Press forward toward your goal. You know, that's why a confident man is a smiling man. Yeah. Because he's confident that God is arranging things on his behalf for his highest good. So he doesn't have to worry about the future. Just like when I was young. Yes. I was always smiling and happy because I wasn't worried that, you know, something hard, like things weren't going to work out. Right. Like there was this innate faith in the universe yes. that I could just play now. Yes. Right now. And I could be right. happy now because the future is going to be fine. Yes. Totally. Yeah. I was inspired by a guy when I got the sandwiches that we ate this morning on our way at Starbucks. I stopped by and there was this guy in front of me and he was so uh, enthusiastic. I had to... Uh, I had to not listen to the voice inside of me going, why am I not like that guy? <laughs> but instead, I just appreciated him yes. in that moment. And he he was just like, oh, thank you all for being open on Christmas. And then I, they were lingering. I almost got annoyed because they were lingering close to the register after they re- ordered. But then I, re- I realized it's because he, well, he took out a $5 bill and he threw it in the tip jar. So after that, I just told his friend because he, he was busy living it up, cheering up other people. I told him, man, I'm getting a second-hand holiday cheer high off of this guy. But what I noticed is, like you were describing, the the joy, he wasn't looking around going, where can I get my joy? He was just like a motor. His inner motor of joy was just sharing it with everyone. So it really inspired me. I had to like open up instead of – I had to – you know what? On my way to here, I said – no, stop beating yourself up for not being like him. Open, uh, uh, appreciate yourself for recognizing yes. the good in the environment. That's that's a sign of land that you're moving in the right direction. I can't believe on Christmas morning you really got to meet the modern-day Scrooge the morning after. I know. That's right. We all need to be the, the modern-day Scrooge the morning after. Because that guy was actually living it like the modern... It's Hello, so America, true. This is, here you go. A hundred percent. Here's five dollars. Yes. <laughs> totally. Yeah, he's a good uh, role model for me in my mind. Uh, Catherine Ponder, we're going to get ready to wrap up this... Uh, Catherine Ponder. Catherine Powell. <laughs> that's what I called her, too. I know. Um, <laughs> She you know, does love it, Catherine Ponder, though. Yeah. Well, I love her. Oh, I can tell. Well, we love you. Your energy and your joy is infectious. Um, is there anything you want to share with uh, the listeners before we uh, start to wrap up the show here? Anything left in the tank there? No, I don't think so. Just Merry Christmas. And um, that, that's it. Thank you all very, very much for having me. I love you guys, Daryl, and I just love y'all. So, well, we feel lot. the same about you, and and now we could ask her. Well, she's on the air, so yes, she can't get I out agree. of it. I was just thinking the same thing. Will you join us again? I would be honored. Yeah, oh, you right. heard it, ladies and gentlemen. Our Christmas gift has arrived. All right, so we have a story here. Uh, I think we got it from one of the local historical journals in your area. Uh, it says Catherine was always a kind-hearted person. We know that. When she was in Sunday school one day, she raised her hand and asked if the nun who is her teacher would pray for her friend Timmy. Uh-oh. Yeah. It seems that – well, Catherine let the nun know that Timmy, her friend, you know, did not believe in Santa Claus anymore. He didn't? No more Santa Claus, he said. So the nun smiled and told Catherine, I will pray for Timmy. It sounds like he has lost the spirit of Christmas. Catherine replied, Yeah. He's a rebel without a clause. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> oh my gosh! Here comes Enzo, the FedEx feed line with what, the mailbag. What did the cat drag in, Ed? Just a little something from Gregory Novak from Facebook said, "Glad to be catching you right now, Daryl and Ed, live on Facebook at 11 a.m. Pacific time Saturdays." Your fun humor and stories gives us new angles toward our spiritual focus. Wow. Oh, my gosh. It's Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hey, guys. Wow, it's Jesus with a southern accent. It's my birthday today. You mind if I sing? No, absolutely. I'm a perfect song for you guys. I mean, I I wrote these lyrics. I slipped them into... uh, what's what the name of that band? Oh, Lindsey Buckingham's backpack. <laughs> they do his leather trousers. Yes, yes, from Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, so sing along. If I could, baby, baby I'd, I'd give you, you my world. world. Open up. Everything's waiting, waiting for you. You can go, go your own way. Go your own way. You can call it another lovely day. <laughs> you can go your own way. Go your own way. Wow, Jesus. Get off the leash. Sing and dance. <laughs> it's my birthday. I think you're a better dancer than singer. Uh, visit DarylNed.com to find easy links to everything we do. And thank you, as always, Kevin for being Paul, a part we of love you. Funniest Thing you with Daryl Ned on Unity way. Online Radio. Go your own way. You can call it another lovely day. You can go your own way. Go your own way. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry, where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. 